Okay, what's on my mind? I was just looking at the uh, the coverage of the Tyree Nichols case and the officers that were uh, fired and charged. And now I believe they have another or two officers who have also been suspended or are laid off or what whatever happened to them. And then now you have the EM, EMT uh, workers who were fired. And, you know, it, it, this was just screwed up from the beginning. <clears throat> but what I'm noticing is just how it's affecting different people different ways. And I just wish, and I'm not a pie-in-the-sky guy who thinks that, oh, this is the where the world should be, and we should all sing kumbaya, no, but I just wish the media could be consistent. <clears throat> and I know that's not, that sounds like kind of pie-in-the-sky nowadays because there was a time when, you know, you could just report the news and then just let the chips fall where they may. But now the whole, everything about the media is the editorial pages, which is why now you have people doing, you know, independent news and, uh, you know, you have different uh, media outlets and now you have social media where everyone gives their opinion. But I mean, I just wish that people could just take this information for what it is and hold the necessary people accountable without trying to look into the cracks and the crevices and the interpretations and and, and all of this foolishness. You know, I, I mean, when I was younger, I used to take a lot of those things to heart. Like, you know, you would have conversations with people or you would see the media and then there's always like a group or a or, or guy or female and, or, you know, or a group that's always telling you that you're interpreting it wrong. You know, if, if if you look at the way they said this, and if you look at the, the 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 cracks and the crevices of this interpretation, then you'll see that. No, look, five guys. Not there's more than five. These officers beat and killed this man. This man is dead. They should go to jail. End the end of the story. You know, and you know, now should we look deeper into the system? that uh, allowed something like this to happen or the system that basically promoted for something like this to happen. Sure, yeah. People do need to change their mindsets. But we need to look at that just for what it is. Once something happens like that, it should just be, look, who was involved, hold them accountable, end the story, Period. You know, you got people like Jason Whitlock blaming single mothers. What? I mean, are you serious? Single mothers. I was raised by a single mother. I ain't never killed nobody in my life. So you're going to blame single mothers and not the police department, which basically forged this culture of killing, being able to kill a black person. I'm not talking about people of color. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about black people. Because somehow uh, it could be 90% of us that get killed in this matter 
in, in this manner to people of, you know, of, of another race or something like that. And they say, oh, no, it's happening to people of color. No, it's happening to black people. Let's get that out the way right now. I'm, 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 I'm sick of sharing uh, our pain with everybody else. Everybody wants to get in on it. But we're the one uh, receiving the bulk of the pain. Martin Luther King wasn't out there. He was marching for everyone. No, Martin Luther King was out there marching for black people. Black people were the ones, were the ones catching hell. So, miss me with all that other garbage. You know, he wanted to see us all come together. No, he wanted to all see us come together. He wanted to all see us all treated fairly. But I say this to say, I'm sick of people coming out when you have a situation like this and telling you, trying to tell you how to think about it and what to think about it. No. This is the way it should be thought about. Police officers killed a man. That man is dead. Those people need to be held accountable. Period. Jason Woodlock, and when Jason Woodlock went on, he said, oh, that's because uh, they're under the, the, the rule of a single uh, of a single black woman. And he said some black woman. Like they just went to the local hair salon, picked up and said, any, any one of y'all want to be chief of police? You know, any one of you black women? Want to be chief of police? Oh, oh, you? Okay, yeah, come on. We're going to make you chief of police of Memphis. She doesn't have any credentials. She doesn't have a resume. She's just some black woman that they just plopped in that in, in, in that job as a chief of police of, of Memphis, Tennessee. One of the largest cities in the country. Second largest city in, in the whole state of Tennessee. Really? I mean... I'm not just sick of black people. I'm just sick of those people. Because we know why Jason Woodlock said what he said. And said, oh, I'm not a sell. No, you are selling out. You said that because you have an audience that you have to cater to. There's no way in hell. No way in hell. You could believe that you can blame single mothers for this garbage. No way. I mean, are you serious? And now all of a sudden Fox News, oh, well, you know, they put a black eye on law enforcement. Really? And uh, those cops that beat Rodney King 30 years ago, they didn't put a black eye on, 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 on law enforcement. You have film of black people being beaten from the 60s in Los Angeles and they didn't put a black eye on law enforcement oh they must have done something because the only time white people strike is when somebody do something they never they, 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 they never strike without being provoked oh no you have to provoke them you have to commit a crime and no matter how many times we tell, and people like Jason Woodlock, you uh, look, if you black, you know somebody who has been unfairly treated by police. You know, I mean, you know somebody. And usually I don't make general statements like that, but come on. You know, I, 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 I have all of these people in, in my family. Yeah, we have, uh, in my family, as a black man in America, I have 
I have criminals in my family. You know, people who just don't do the right thing. I had people who have been to jail. I had people who have been to prison. And for people who don't know, yeah, there's a difference. People who have been to prison for what they did. I had people who have done things and haven't gotten caught. So when you come to me and you say, oh, these white officers, they, they every time there's white officers, you want to say, oh, well, you know what? Uh, they don't do things like that unprovoked. Really? Come on, man. And we can give you example after example. We can say Tamir Rice. We can tell you uh, uh, George Zimmerman, who wasn't even a police officer. I mean, you, we, we, we can give you examples all day. But what I think what we need to do is, you know what? When people like Jason Whitlock say what he said, stop sharing it. The more you share, the more money he makes. Because you're gonna, it's going to draw people to his channel. The more viewers he gets, the more he, the more advertising, advertising dollars he can get, the more money in his pocket. Don't share silliness, you know. And I know I'm, I'm probably all over the place on, on this episode. It's, it, these are just things that are literally on my mind. I'm sick of seeing this, and it's taking everything in me not to curse because I don't. Just in case I can monetize this episode, I don't want any red flags. But jeez, I mean, this is ridiculous. And we're going to get angry all over again. And let me tell you something. The reason why things like this keep happening, and, and I'm just going to say it, is because we get to the point where it's bygone. Tyree Nichols is going to pass. He's going to pass. His mother's going to feel it for the rest of her life. His stepfather's going to feel it for the rest of his life. But we're going to move on. But the only people who can't move on are those people. They're going to have to feel it for the rest of their lives. And and, and the more I see about this guy, the, 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 the more pictures I've seen, the, 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 the more I hear about him. I mean, come on. If he's not safe, who is? This guy wasn't murdered by a street gang trying to rob him. This guy was murdered by people who were supposed to serve and protect, which is one of the most BS lines ever. Maybe that's the maybe that's a goal. <laughs> It's not even exactly what you do. That's just our goal. Our goal is to serve and protect. And we haven't reached it yet. I haven't... I haven't watched the... uh, the video again. But, I mean, it's just etched in my mind. And for all those people who say, well, you know, well, they're black and, 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 and he's black, so it can't be racism. Racism. Look, black people are racist against black people, too. That's not a shock to anybody. 
people know that's the case. I mean, I'm sick of saying things like, you know, like I'm telling people things that they don't know. They know. If you black, believe me, we've all run across racist people who are black. I mean, I remember, and you notice I always give examples. I was at a mall in, uh, it was in Valley Stream, Greenacres Mall. Anybody from the Far Rockaway area, a little five times every day, know Greenacres Mall. I don't even know if it's still there, but um, I was at Greenacres Mall years ago. And I remember I was working there and I was sitting in uh, Sabaros, actually. I was sitting in a, in a pizza restaurant. And I heard a man, a black man, and his wife sitting next to me. And he said, I don't want to come to this mall no more. And his wife said, why not? And he said, too many of us in here. I, 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 I just can't be around too many of us. That's a racist mindset. And that man was black. And if somebody, if the cops would have came in there and killed a black man right in front of him, he'd be the first one to say that nigga probably deserved it. Is that not racist? Is that not racism? People need to just take, sit and take, uh, 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 just think, just meditate on what racism is and, and you need to come to terms with examples of racism and then just try to get it out of your system. I myself, Sometimes I'm, I'm, I found myself, you know, treating or, or seeing black people different than I see uh, white people. I've done it. Let's go to the racist system that we live in. And a lot of people won't admit that. They won't admit it. We live in a racist society that affects all of us all of our thought patterns. And unless we fight to get out of that mindset, it will never, ever happen. I remember uh, another time I used to work with this white guy and I didn't have... um, Let me just tell you the story. I worked at a... uh, a, uh, a hardware store. It was like a Home Depot. It's called Pergament. They're not even in business anymore. And the white guy was like the department head or whatever. And there was a ruckus at the in, uh, in, in the uh, yeah, in the front of the store. And I just said, okay, you know what? Uh, I asked him. And I'm sorry, because I was just so cute. I said, was it a white person or a black person? And he looked and he said, what difference does it make? And I said, now, I didn't know why I was asking, but the reason I was asking, I can tell you now, is because that's always what my family would ask. Was it, were they white or were they black? And I said, nah, I just, and I told him, see, me being racist, because I, I had to appease that white guy at the time. I said, nah, this sound like something that you know what we would do. And he said, you sound racist. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I said, nah, not really. Nah. But no, had I had 
the information at the time that I have now, I could have explained to him. Look, the reason that my people asked that, and it may not be the situation now, is because when a black person did something, we knew that we were all in danger. That's why black people always ask. I got that from my mother. My mother said, my mother told me, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to go off this a little bit. And my mother teaches me things to this day. I'm 54 years old. My, I talk to my mother and I learn things from her all the time. And I'm 54. Same thing with my dad. Same thing with my stepdad. We better start, you know, we, we, we better start taking, you know, taking their, their, their knowledge uh, to heart while they're still here. But my mother told me the reason that we would ask that is because we knew that we were all in danger because when they were growing up in Mississippi and Tennessee, if a black person did something, they knew that white people would come to that black neighborhood and just start causing, I mean, just riot. Just start massacring people because one black person did something. So the first question that would be asked was, were they white or were they black? I didn't, I, I didn't have that information. I, all I knew growing up was, were they white or were they black? I mean, my family would always ask that, white or black. To this day, my grandmother is 91 years old. And if she, if she hears about something, the first thing she says, white or black. That's the racist society that we live in. That's because they were living in fear that if a black person did something, we don't know what's going to happen to us. But, you know, you have these black people that come, oh, well, you know, I did this. There's always, well, I, I, I did it. And you know what? Oh, y'all need to get out of this victim mentality and this, that, and the other. Look, your victim mentality, it's not even a victim mentality. It's a mentality that you can only ex- succeed but so far. It's, it, it's a mentality that, look, I'm, I'm sick of watching people try to rise up and just keep bumping their head and at the end of their life all they have is a bunch of bumps and bruises on their head so they pass that mentality down and they know that the reason that they're bumping their head is because they have that racist ceiling right above them and the fact of the matter there's always been successful black people in America yeah, they were successful black, black people during Reconstruction, but then all of a sudden Reconstruction ended because of some compromise. I don't even know the name of the compromise. So I'm pretty sure somebody can tell me what it is. You have silly people like Candace Owens saying that, oh, in the first 100 years after slavery, black people were doing great. What? Stop talking like we don't know black people who lived uh, 100 years after uh, that, that were alive. Within 100 years after slavery, my grandmother is still here. My mother was born within 100 years after slavery. I myself was born 103 years after slavery ended. We were able to talk to my great-grandmother. We were able to talk to them. And they weren't doing great. Get the, these, these, these people that, 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 that want to change history. And let's talk all this bullshit. Do I think that there's some black people right now that 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 are 
that that just go around and, and, and just hang their victimhood on on, on this sleep? Of course. And I, I'm not making excuses for them, but you know, a lot of them is a reason for that because that's all they know. My uncle used to tell me. I remember because my uncle he always went to these weird places, and, but I didn't know it was because of his job. But uh, he's always you, just just get out of here. I, when, when I was growing up in Far Rockaway, Queens, when I was born, we lived in Edgeman, but we lived all over Far Rockaway. And he said something, just, yo, just go. Just just leave. Just just go somewhere else. And I, I used to, he'd be living in Oklahoma, he'd be living in, like, you know, Cleveland, he'd be living in all these places. And it's because he was being, being transferred, you know, he's doing it for promotions at his job. But, you know, he lived in L.A., you know, he lives in New Jersey now, but, you know, I mean, he, every time you see me in this deep voice, boy, you need to go somewhere. Just get on out of here. Man. You, you ain't got to see this, man. You can just go somewhere. He left home when he was 16 years old. Just left. I'm pretty sure he struggled. But he's living, he, 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 he's doing okay now. He's retired. He's doing, he's, he's, doing, he's doing okay. Made a pretty good life for himself. But the, I, uh, now that I know why he was telling me that, just go see something different. And that's what we have to tell other black people. Look, just go see something different, man. The hood is not the world. And, we, and I'm talking to specifically to black people that, 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 that are in the hood that think they have to stay there. Or think there's a badge of honor to stay there. And if, you, and, and, if that's what you want, that's fine. But just know that there's love. There's a different life for you out there. There's a different life. You don't have to stay there. And the reason that they think they have to stay there is because of racist policies. I mean, all kind. I mean, <laughs> redlining. We can go through all of them. Jim Crow, redlining, uh, all of that good stuff that people just refuse to acknowledge. I know this is probably turned into a rant episode, but yeah. Well, look at the name of the show. It's what's on my mind. And this has been on my mind. I keep saying these same things over and over and over and over again. But... I think that uh, we need to just start thinking differently, and we have to work to do that. It's not just going to happen. You have to actively and purposely try to change your mindset. And once we do that, I think it won't, it won't, like I said, I'll say it won't happen in my lifetime, but maybe in generations to come, you know, we, we can find black people in a better, in a better place, in a better state. I mean, we're already in a better state than we were in the 60s, even though people uh, may not believe that we're in a little better. It's, it's a little bit better, not a lot. Because, I mean, 
we're still talking about uh, things like Tyree Nichols. Even though the officers were black, no. The system that those officers operated under was just as racist as if, you know, five Klansmen did it. Dead is dead. <laughs> Doesn't matter who does it. But that, that system in place, yeah. That's uh, that's what has to go. And the only way that's going to happen, like I said, is, is, is if we have a purpose and, you know, we do it n- not just accidentally and just say, oh, well, we just hope things improve. No, we have to actively work for things to improve them. And, and, and I'm not just talking about tangible things. We have to change our mindset. If we do that, I think we could at least get on the road to where, you know, we need to be. That's just on my mind. You guys let me know what you think. All right.